Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. This morning, we want to share again about the, the second I am, as Jesus said. Last week, we talked about I am. Now, this week, I am the light of the world. Last week was I am the bread of life. And so this week, God reveals himself to us as light. I am the light of the world. Pray with me for a moment. Father, thank you for our time together in worship. We give you the glory, the honor, and all praise. Thank you, God, for touching our hearts, opening our ears. Bless us to see. Help us to understand. Strengthen us today. And Father, that one that may not be saved, we pray that you move this morning by the power of your spirit and bring them to you. We love you, Father, and we give you all the glory. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. As we prepare, we're going to read just a bit from John chapter 2, I'm sorry, 8, verses 2 through 12. John chapter 8, verses 2 through 12. Those of you who have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn. I'm so glad many of you are back in in-person service because I've been waiting to say this. Do not believe folk when they say go to this passage or that passage and you don't have your Bible. Amen. Thank you, Rev. I think they missed that. Follow along with what they are saying. Too many of us are being fooled that somebody else is who they say they are but they really are not. So John chapter 8, verses 2 through 12. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her. And again he stooped down on the, and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. <clears throat> and Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And finally, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. You may take your seats. Oftentimes people say, well, where is God? I don't know where he is. Uh, 
He needs to show up. If they're showing up, they will melt like butter in the oven. But you see, God is all around us. He has revealed himself. There's so many skeptics, so many people who are saying there is no God. And I would tell them, of course, humorously, don't die. Because when you do, you're going to meet him. But on the other hand, I want to let them know that there is a God and he is real. As one of the old songs would say, he's real in my heart. And I know that he's there. And so this morning we have this issue of how people accuse not only God, but they accuse God's people. And they're always trying to find a way to trip you up. They always think that they know more than anybody else. And so now they want to trip you up. Some would even quote the Bible to you. All out of context. You see, doing that is just a pretext. But you see, they want to trip you up. Jesus was there in this place, and he was early, as in verse 2. Let me, I'm just going to read verse 2 because we're going to verse 4. Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple. Apparently, he's kept going into the temple to do what? To teach the people of God. They didn't call it church like we call it, but it was everything just like the church. And he taught them. And you see, as he taught them, he wanted to share with them the goodness of God. He wanted to share with them how we are in this darkness. And we'll explain that later. But he wants us to come to the light. And he is the light. So during that time at the, uh, at the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus notices the giant lamp, lamps that they had there shining brightly in the temple, illuminating the area, including the women's courts. That's what the temple looked like. These temple lights reminded the Jewish people and the Lord uh, of how God was with them in their wanderings. See, his audience of Jewish, his audience were the Israelites. They were descendants of all of those who came out of Egypt from slavery. And he began to share with them uh, this thing about what God was doing. So often we feel in our own lives that God is not with me because when you're going through something difficult, we think that, well, God is not with me. Don't, don't mistake it. God said, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. Now, though you might not feel it, it don't mean he's not there. Because when he began to speak to us and, and move on our hearts, we know he's there. The Israelites come out of Egypt, two million or so, and, and they, they were confused. They didn't know what to do. But they, they were afraid that these Egyptians were going to catch up with them. Just a little backstory. You see, so God put, a, put something there to protect them. They were not sure about God. Even though God delivered them, they were not even sure that God was going to be with them. But what happened? God uh, turned things into a pillar of, I'm sorry, a pillar of cloud by day. Think about this. Use your holy imagination. Behind them comes the Egyptians, they're pursuing and they're catching up. And the people are hearing this and they wonder what's going to happen. 
But God is on the money. He comes right in. There's a pillar of a cloud by day that guided them. And at night there's a pillar of fire by night. These also separated them. Kept the Egyptian on one side and his people on the other side. And God says, I am the light of the world. When we talk about light of the world, God is the one that's showing us which way we ought to go. And we'll share with you a little bit, my friends. The first seven of the I am statements of the Lord, uh, as he says, I am the bread of life. I am also, I am. That was his name. Remember, we talked about it in last Wednesday night, that Moses was going into Israel, going to Israel while they're in, in Egypt. And, and he said, now, Lord, and they weren't going to expect Moses. So God says, tell them. He said, who, who shall I tell them that sent me? Tell them that I am that I am sent you. And they would understand exactly what he meant. So I am who is and will be. It also means that God is, listen to this, the self-existent one. He don't need us. He loves us, but he don't need us. Some people walk around like God needs them. I've got some bad news for you. He can replace you with a paper clip. Today I speak to you about that second I am, the expressive metaphor, Jesus is the light of the world. And as we get into this from verse 4, as Jesus was engaged in teaching in the temple, the scribes and Pharisees approached him with a woman caught in adultery. They wanted to give Jesus a history lesson on ethics. Isn't that interesting? Folk that are knee deep in sin want to tell you how to live righteous. They said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. I'm always captured by that first line. Where were you at? Were you peeping through the keyhole? No, no, listen what it, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. Are you mad because it wasn't you? Were you trying to get back at somebody? I only just kind of bring those things out. In the very act. When they finished, did you wait till they finished before you went and took her by the hand and drug her to Jesus? You see, I know y'all quiet because y'all don't want to communicate this morning. I got that. But it, but it captures your imagination. How crazy is that? They're always trying to catch the Lord in some kind of trap. And, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. The, the, my Moses, now they're talking right here. They, they, this is truth. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be sown. As a matter of fact, the law said you take them out and you stone them. We're not talking about these little pebbles that are around the church. They start to send the blocks. They're going to make sure they're dead. That, that was truth. But here they come with the nonsense. And, and, but, but what do you say? Jesus has been expressive. Remember, I am is a self-revealing of the self-existent one. He is their Messiah. Christ the Lord. He is their Messiah. That They didn't have the, the New Testament. They had the Greek Old Testament. That they knew by the prophets that he's coming. Yet they denied him on every single step. It's like folk today. I know you may get tired of me saying that the miracles of a moral compass is lost. It ain't lost. It's broken. It's inoperative. 
It would be better if it was lost because you can get another one. Look at what's happening in our world today. What was, what, was, what was right yesterday is not right today. We got people that don't know who they are and they don't know who, what they were born off or from. Oh, come on now. Y'all ain't all that. I know you got it going. I know y'all going to be doing your critique. Critique? I can care less. Look around and see what's happening. It used to be right, but now it's wrong. Wrong used to be wrong and it's still wrong. But they say it's right. It doesn't bring any trust anyway. Look at the church. God's people. Everybody in the house, ain't you, ain't God's people. We welcome you, but you need to get God in your life. You need the light of the world to shine in your darkness so you can come out of the light. You can come out of the darkness and be what God wants you to be. And so in verse 5, now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. Yeah, they did that. They said, testing him, that they might have something on which to accuse him. They were looking for an angle to accuse the Lord. They were looking for that. This they said in verse 6, testing him, that they might have something on which to accuse him. But Jesus, you see, if, if God is in your midst, no. Since God is in your midst and you have the mental fortitude to realize that God is in your midst, you will not say the foolish thing that these people said. If you even looked like you were saved, you wouldn't even say that. So you know they didn't have Christ in their lives. So when they continued asking him, uh, let me just stop for a moment. They went, Jesus, stand and listen to them, and then he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Boy, I love to know what he was writing. Yeah, Rip, where were you at? <laughs> Brother Deacon, sister, what happened to you? I don't know if he did that or not, but you know, you, you know, let your imagination run wild. But he was, he was dueling on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear them. So when they continued asking him, now think about that. They weren't letting up at all. They, they had a question just going at him all the time. You know how it is when our children ask you, can they go out and play? You've already told them ten times no. And you keep, they keep on asking you. That, that's how that was. That they were asking him again and again and again. And so they continued asking him. He raised himself up, said to them, get this now. He who is without sin among you, let him cast or throw the first stone at her. Now, I, I'm going to tell you something. This, this is really convincing and convicting by the power of the Spirit. This is the power of the one who says he is the light of the world. This is the one who is pre-existent. This is the one who is the son of the living God. This is one that went to the cross out of Calvary to save us. This is the one that said, who is without sin? Cast the first stone. Had they realized who he was, they wouldn't even be in this situation. These were relentless. Uh, these folks were relentless in their pursuit to catch the Lord Jesus in the crossfire of their evil scheme. That they were looking for something to validate their sinful behavior by accusing a woman and trying to catch Jesus in a trap. They wanted to get rid of Jesus. But one thing I know, you can't get rid of light. You can't get rid of the light. 
And then you see again he stooped down and wrote on the ground a second time. Then those who heard it being convicted and their conscience went uh, and about their conscience went out by one beginning with the, uh, the, with the oldest. That can say something. That, that wasn't just a bunch of people in the same age group. There are a whole bunch of dumb people in different age groups trying to trap the Lord. You know how it is. People want to get everybody else on their side so they can rip you up. Oh, y'all, y'all not listening to me this morning. And Jesus was left alone again and the woman standing in the midst. What was it that those in, in verse 9 heard that convicted uh, their conscience? What was it? They heard Jesus speak these words. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her. It was just not a man, but a woman or whoever would stand there and, and throw stones. They are also in sin. The Bible declares that we were born into sin. I don't care how cute, how pretty our little babies are. They were born in sin. You and I were born into sin until light by Jesus came into our lives. But that's on purpose. We came and asked him to save us. Our children, we love them. We love them. But these people without sin, they weren't without sin. We are all without sin. But the Bible declares that all is with us, has been born into sin. But God brought the light through Jesus to save us. The Holy Spirit of God began his work of convincing and convicting the plotters and connivers of their sins. In other words, they got convicted on the spot. The Spirit of God, listen, many of us don't even think about the Spirit. Either we do go overboard or we go on the board about the Spirit. His ministry is to teach us. His ministry is to enlighten the believer. His ministry is to show them the way to go. His ministry is to console us, to strengthen us, to help us, and keep our eye on the Lord. But these didn't have the Spirit. Romans 2.1 says, You therefore, as Paul writes, therefore have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. So what does that say? They say those who caught the woman in adultery in the very act were doing the same thing. Those that were stealing from the treasury were doing the same thing. Those that were doing all these other desperately deeds were doing the same thing. Those that were walking out on their families and doing their thing, they were doing the same thing. You see, it's not just the woman. This, gives, this shines light on the rest of us. Even today, my friends, as believers in Christ, the Lord says he wants us to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. We ought not to be engaged in gossip. Too many of us are in gossip. Today, somebody's going to have a nice little piece of gossip. Child, have you heard? Brother, did you hear? If you're in Christ and got the light in you, tell them to hush. Tell them you don't want to hear it. Don't text me. Don't even write me anything. Don't call me up with that stuff. It tears the word not to God. Why? Because it destroys relationships. Why? It casts doubt on the leader of the church. Why? It causes problems in the fellowship. Though you may know the truth, but you don't know the whole truth. We may know half truth, and that's what these folks knew. You've got half truths in your life. You don't have the whole thing. And so we've got problems. And today the church not has lost its power 
not, is not the building. The church are us. We are the church of God. We ought to walk and be in righteousness by the Lord. Too often we do these things and, and expect other people to receive it. And we wonder why folks do not want to come to church. Y'all remember that movie about the Tyler Perry, one of his movies? I can do bad by myself. We don't need nobody to help us to do bad. You want to do bad? That's your business. Believe me alone. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Well, what an interesting statement. Now think about this. Here's the Lord God of heaven. Here's the light of the world that's standing there with an accused accuser, an, an accused offender uh, 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 in the faith. But look what he does. Many of us got this thing twisted where we, we think that God is going to zap up if we do anything wrong. Well, zap is coming if you don't ask for forgiveness. It ain't necessarily right up. But he says to her, woman, where are those of your accusers? Has no one condemned you? Or condone, condemn you? She said, no, Lord. And Jesus said to her, check this out. Neither do I condemn you. Now, hold on. You got to be saying, what, Jesus don't, don't, don't get us about sin anymore? No, you got the wrong picture. But listen to what he says. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Right. You talking about grace and mercy? Whoa. How many of y'all need some grace today? How many of you need a little mercy today? Somebody need a little mercy even though you ran, ran the stoplight on your way to church. You may not think that's bad, but the Bible says that we've got to follow what the law says. How many of you run that stop sign? It said 40, and you was doing 60. We ought to raise both our heads. Guilty, Lord. You are, you who are self-righteous, smug, and holier than thou. Y'all know folk like that? Don't y'all look around? Don't look backwards, Amen. But Jesus is really speaking to them. You who are self-righteous and smug and holier than thou should take hold of this lesson. Jesus neither condoned the woman's sin nor did he condemn her. But he did give her a way out. It's the light of the world. Oh, my friends, if you just look back in your life, you that are saved today, you ought to give God some praise. You ought to thank him. He could have let you die and go into hell, but he had mercy. He said, go and sin no more. He forgave our sins. How many of us like to put our sins and our situation on other people just to make sure we feel good? But I want you to know this. Stop. Look. And listen, stop searching and look to God. Then listen for his voice calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, I pray daily that God will by his great mercy and his great power begin to not only the, the people in the church. I'm not talking about the saved ones, but the unsaved ones. The ones that, 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 that think they can get by and go to heaven on a hook. You can't do it. You got to go the way God says. 
Oh, I pray that we come out of darkness into light. That we come out of our sinfulness into the light. That we stop trying to fool God and fooling ourselves. We need to get Christ in our life. Then you will gladly declare, as did the psalmist in Psalm 27.1. Oh, this is for the believer. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When you're so not saved. You can say that when trouble come in your life. You can read that when you don't have no other way out. You can call on Psalm 27. And you begin to say it to yourself, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. I'm not doing it on my own. It's all about him. Oh, praise him because he is my light in this world. If you would walk in the light as he is in the light, he promises that you will not walk in darkness. Let me stop for a moment. Darkness is a word that's used for sin and evil. Those of you that try to witness to your neighbor, your family members, you know how difficult it is to share with them. I, I was a difficult one too. And some of our excuses, I don't want to hear that. Then you really try to get hold. God knows my heart. Yeah, you know, you're going to hell if you don't get it right. It, 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 it confronts us right who we are. Anybody ever tried to witness somebody and they, and they, they got, they kind of set back in their Bruce Lee stance? Thank you. Praise God. And it, it confronts them. When Jesus told these folks that, and they began to walk out one by one, the Spirit of God had convinced them of their sinfulness. When God, by His Spirit, convinces any of us of our sinfulness, we just want to get it right. We don't want it on. We don't want God on us. We want to get it right. My friends, if you walk in the light as He is in the light, He promises that you will not walk in darkness. I'm not saying that you might not sin. No, no. We're going to sin, yes. But it ain't because we're trying to. We may say things we shouldn't have said. We may have done some things we should not have done. And the Spirit convicts us. We, we say, Lord, forgive me. And then God says, don't go tell somebody else because you married with this person. Go tell that person. How many of y'all do that? Don't answer. We go to somebody else. And, you know, I was talking to no. That's darkness. That causes confusion. That's gossip. Dear friends, he promised us we will not walk in darkness. You will not walk in sin. That is a continuation. It's not something that just happened. It is a continuation in sin. But have the light of life. If you do not know Jesus, here, here we go. There may be somebody here. There may be one of you who are watching us via streaming. Don't get it twisted. We love you. But I have to say what does say the Lord. Because he wants Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.